Welcome to the dark side of travel. So you've dared to come jaunt with me. Thank you. Let me introduce myself. I'm Courtney Maroc, Ambassador of Dark and Paranormal Tourism for Haunt Jaunts, a destination for restless spirits who dig hauntings, true crime, horror, Halloween, and weird days. I'll be your host and guide for this listening adventure. Looks like we've been cleared for takeoff, so buckle up, sit back, and enjoy the ride. Okay, are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, I I think it's working. We'll find out if I if I blew it. I'm still gonna write about it on the blog too. Um, but um, anyway, okay. So thank you again, and you're you're surviving a storm up there. And congratulations! And uh, I'm so excited for your show. And I'm gonna be honest. I actually did it. I'd seen all your shows on um, Amazon Prime, like you know, listed as suggestions for something you should watch. And until this weekend, I never had. So I like caught up on doing a lot of research on you. And you, I can see why you have a humongous, very uh, loyal fan following, and they're psyched for your new show on Travel Channel. Yeah, there's a lot of excitement uh, for Haunting in the Heartland. Uh, of course, it premieres this Friday, uh, 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central. Very excited about this. Yeah, it's going to be, I think, the, and the first episode, you're going to Merrill, Michigan, right? Or I guess you've probably already yeah. been there. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's basically uh, our backyard here in Saginaw County. Oh, that's even better. So you didn't have to go too far for that one but you did go quite around i'll get to that part but is there any like good teasers you can give people about the merrill investigation that and i have a question about this is this one that was on the farm something happened um i'm remembering right from what i read well i'll let you go well, ahead and talk. i can tell you sure yeah i'll give you some information about the uh about the the episode, the case in Merrill, Michigan. Of course, I don't want to give away too much, but it's um, it's a, it was a very hair raising case. Um, essentially, a, a family moved in and restored an old uh, historic general store uh, to make it their dream home, and uh, they they purchased the property and started to perform renovations. and And almost instantly, they started to have strange occurrences happening in the home uh, to each individual member of the family. And uh, unfortunately for them, the activity uh, seemed to increase not only in volume, but uh, even in intensity, uh, physical attacks, things of that nature. And it became uh, pretty unbearable to them to the point where they were at a crossroads of whether or not they were going to vacate and basically flee from the house. And um, we came there to help them out, to investigate, and uh, we dug very, very deep into the case and started to notice a lot of similarities of activity happening uh, around in the community, not even just in their home, but a pattern started to emerge and uh, with a lot of research and boots on the ground and communicating with the local historians and everybody we could, we started to, to develop a theory as to why uh, the land, the community was haunted, not just the home. It was a pretty fascinating case. Oh, and that's 
kind of unusual in a way too, isn't it? To have um to have to be able to tie something in together with a whole community, not not just the home. You know, I would say it's yeah, it is it is a tad bit uh, unusual. Um, it does happen, particularly in a lot of these rural small communities. Um, you know, when a lot of when tragedies happen on a you know on a community on a piece of land, there's kind of a residue that can stay behind, if you will. And um, you basically with the heartland region of the country that we focus on with this series, you actually find that a lot of these communities have hauntings like this. It's you know not just isolated to one home or one building, but it really goes down to comes down to what happened on that land, you know, what, what type of tragedies, what type of events took place. And a lot of times you'll see that there are connections in these cases, not, not always, but uh, there are several cases out there uh, with this type of documented activity. Oh, that's very, that's really interesting. And Ashley, I mean, if you kind of think about it, um, other places, like if you're in a downtown area, like back in the day when downtown was, you know, the, the place to be there there's like maybe you know one well-known haunted building but many buildings around there might also say oh well yeah we have activity too but maybe they're not as open so that's kind of what you're you found but I don't think anybody's ever presented it like that before and that's a very neat way that your show is you know helping a lot of people not just you know one I, I don't know. I think it's. I can't wait to see. I didn't get to see a screener, unfortunately. So I'm like, I, I wish I could have, so I could talk to you a little bit more um, intelligently. But I'm really excited after watching your, you know, documentaries. What you do? Are you going to keep a lot of that same style that you do in that in within your hunting in the heartland? Oh uh, yeah, def- you know, definitely. I'm. Uh... My investigative tactics, you know, remain the same. Uh, this series provided me the opportunity to to travel further outside of my region to the greater uh, parameters of the heartland, which is where I feel most comfortable, uh, Midwest, Southern Midwest, um, and do what I do, which is a documentary uh, approach of a hybrid of documentary filmmaking and, of course, paranormal investigating. So, you know, my hallmarks as an investigator still remain the same. Awesome. And um and speaking of, you're you're really going to some really good spots all around here. You've got Malvern, Iowa. Did I say that right? Yes, Melbourne, yeah. <laughs> okay. And um Atchison, Kansas, and Hebron, Kentucky. Is that how you say that? Uh Hebron. Hebron, Hebron, okay. And then um the Merrill, Michigan, Holly Springs, Mississippi, and Greenville. Tennessee, which there's a, a gentleman, we, we kind of follow each other's blogs. He, his name is Blaine and he does Blue Nat. And he, he, I asked people, do they have any questions for you? Cause I like to do that to know what to, and other people, all they really said was, we're so excited to see Steve. <laughs> I was like, no, I need questions. What would you ask him? Um, and Blaine said, he's really excited about your Greenville, Tennessee episode, which Kind of, I don't know. I never. I live in Tennessee, and I don't believe I've ever heard of Greenville. So that's shameful. Um, but is there anything 
is it like a well-known case or what's what's about the Greenville? Is there any kind of tease you can give to both me and Blaine about that episode? Well, I can tell you that the episode that we did in, in Greenville, Tennessee, uh, could very well be the most memorable case, um, of the series for me personally. Um, as far as, as far as a well-known case, I, that's kind of a double-sided coin. Yes and no. Um, we believed, and again, you know, of course, I don't want to give away too much, but essentially we, we came there to help out a a young family that was dealing with a a horrific haunting, something very malevolent, uh, Mm -hmm. very angry, very rotten, so to speak. And, uh, they were afraid for their children's safety, their safety. And, uh, it had actually affected one of their family members, uh, to a, uh, to a very horrible degree, which people will see. And again, we're looking for the bigger pattern. Why are other people experiencing this type of thing uh, around the community? What what's happened in the community? And we were able to trace it back to a, a very gruesome murder and some occult practice uh, that had happened in the area. Very shocking um, case. Oh, stuck with me. Oh, okay. So he might. He's a he's a really a historian kind of a person. So he might be aware of some kind of history that I'm not. And he teased me with just saying that's the one he's really excited to tune in for. And I was like, wait a second. So, okay, maybe that's a lie. So we've got a little clue there. And then I'm really curious about Atchison because I know it's so haunted there. So did you go to one of the the bigger places like Sally House or the 1889? I don't even know how to say this one right. McIntyre Villa? Well, we uh, we were investigating um, the Dilgert House in Atchison, Kansas, and when you say one of the most haunted cities in America, that's it's a very accurate statement, uh, to say the least. Um, so, coincidentally, right down the street from where we were investigating was the infamous Sally House, and um, you know that's been on my bucket list to investigate it, to experience it firsthand and uh, see what, you know, try my, my hand as an investigator there. And we were able to obtain permission to spend a night of investigation at the Sally house. And um, I can definitely confirm it's as haunted as people say it is. And um, I think it's a dangerous place, honestly, uh, in my opinion, I I don't think I would have any interest in going back there. Oh, okay. Wow. So that, that's a huge statement. I don't, I don't think I've ever, ever heard anybody, well, that's not true. I've heard a couple of people say, not about the Sally House, but other places, but that's a huge statement because you're, you're pretty unflappable from what I've seen. I mean, so for you to say that is yowzer. Well, it's, you know, at, at this point in my career, I, I really am focusing on trying to, to help people, you know, just as much or more so than just simply capturing evidence. And, um, you know, in order to be able to help people, uh, you know, you have to bring resolve to a situation in a, in a place like the Sally house, uh, you know, it's, it's available to, uh, to people to, to rent, to, uh, to conduct their own investigations. And from what we understood from kind of canvassing the community, a lot of crazy stuff happens there. Um, a lot of, you know, a lot of interesting people go there and perform rituals and other types of things that seem to actually bring in more of the, uh, of the negative energy and, and oh, this no. type of thing. So, 
Yeah, it's it's just one of those things, you know. It's uh, if you go into a place like the Sally House, you definitely, you know, really need to be prepared, and you have to know what you're doing and what you're getting into. That's for sure, because uh, you know, as you know, negative entities can be very disastrous. Oh yeah, and nobody wants. And that's you. You bring you. You said something else that um, that brings up a very interesting question. Is in all of your experience. Do you feel like um, you can really get, I, I don't know if you call it get entities to leave, or do you, can you just help them and, you know, if it's a homeowner, people, community, just live in better harmony with them? Like, whoops, sorry, that's a big reminder of something. Um, but do you, how do you feel about that? Like, do you, do you feel that you're able to help the spirits and the humans also? Definitely. I, I think there's, there are times that that, I mean, that's always the goal for sure. I think one thing that, you know, as an investigator um, in the paranormal field with your clients, one thing that you can definitely do is, is, is educate them on the paranormal. And I think that when you empower people with information and knowledge about what they're dealing with, um, you know, give them examples of other cases, kind of give them that, that knowledge, you know, knowledge is always power. And I think when somebody at least has an idea of what they're dealing with, uh, they're a little bit more empowered to, to fight it if need be, or to understand it. So I think, you know, understanding is power. There's some comfort there. And, uh, you know, of course, not always with a haunting, is it something malevolent or terrible? Sometimes it's a human spirit that's just stuck here for, some reason, whether it be unfinished business, whatever the case may be. Um, so certainly there are times where you can bring peace and understanding to a family just by giving them the knowledge and being able to validate the claims, if possible, that they're experiencing. And, you know, of course, helping that spirit to cross over. Or if it's a nasty inhuman spirit, something, you know, hate to say it, but demonic, you can also remove them to uh, with the right individuals and the right experts. Uh-huh. That's, that's, that's really good. And, and, um, when, when you say that about the experts, like, do you have kind of a team, like, will people see, um, you bring in other people like demonic experts to help anybody this season or? Yes, absolutely. Uh, You know, when, 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 when the situation calls for somebody of that caliber to come in. If I, if I need an expert in a certain realm of investigation or, or the work that we do, I'll always bring in the right people for the right situation. Uh, you brought up Melbourne, Iowa earlier on the phone, and uh, that was a extremely powerful case where I did have to call upon an expert uh, to help me help this family. Oh, okay. So that's another big something people can look forward to because um, that's in this this season, right? Absolutely. Oh, wow. And when you're, um, from reading your background and stuff, you're, you have a personal invested interest in how you got into this because you were at once upon a time, one of these people that you're trying to help, correct? Yes, no, that's, that's very correct. Uh, my childhood home that I grew up in uh, was a very active home, a uh, very haunted home. And we dealt with a lot of things that, uh, you know, when, when I'm experiencing 
conversations and interviews, intimate interviews with these families, and they're telling me about what they're going through, I can certainly identify with a lot of it. Um, when you are living in an environment like that, especially when you're younger, it's very difficult um, as it, it isolates each member of the family uh, in their own way. Everyone's going through these experiences. Uh, there's a level of tension, a level of fear, uncertainty, and you don't get any peace, which is, you know, really sad because at the end of the day, your home is supposed to be just that. It's supposed to be a sanctuary, if you will, um, for you and your loved ones to be able to relax and just be you and uh, get away from it all. And when you have something like this happening, it takes all that away. In fact, you tend to really want to do anything but be home, basically, just to, oh. to not be around the house. And um, so, you know, having the opportunity to help people uh, who are this and being able to identify with them in that way is, you know, that's a great way for me to build rapport with these people is to say, hey, listen, first of all, I, I'm here to help you and, and I can help you, but I've also been through this and I know exactly what you're talking about. You know, you know I'm invested into this and, and I'll do whatever I can to help you guys. That's, that's, I, I think that's really, that's the one thing that really stood out from watching you that you're very uh, sympathetic, but also empathetic. And I think because you had the experience you had, you came into the pair. A lot of people come in, a lot of people come in because they've had experiences, but um, not all. And a lot of the investigators, it, it wasn't quite as personal or intimate. So you definitely bring a different flavor so to speak you know just a a very nice vibe that you know you you really care like that really came across watching in so I'm I'm assuming that'll probably be the same in haunting in the heartland also oh yeah absolutely I mean that's definitely my you know my approach with this and you know honestly you know and I've said it a few times over the years um you know it, it feels great to be able to help people who, you know, who are going through these things that I've gone through. And uh, it's also therapeutic to me in a sense, because, you know, I wish, you know, when I was younger that we knew who to contact back then it was so taboo uh, to even tell people what you were experiencing in the house, because, you know, of course your parents were, uh, would be worried about what people would say or what they would think, or, you know, you can't talk about this stuff. We should just ignore it or, or do uh, just deal with it the best that we can. And, and, you know, fortunately nowadays, um, you know, it's, it's very open, you know, we, we all know these things are going on and, and there's a lot of people that are researching it. Uh, a lot of people that can be contacted to help. And, you know, it's therapeutic to me in a sense to be able to help people because we didn't have that type of help uh, in our situation. That's all. I, I love that because you're right. I mean, once upon a time, if you told people this, they would think you're nuts. And now it, it, I think that's the really good thing about the paranormal and the paranormal shows such as yours that, that are helping people to say, Hey, you know, I'm having this. And other people are more free to say, okay, let's check it out. Um, are you, so your home, are you, is there any chance you'll, ever investigate it the childhood home for this season or has that been kind of resolved well you know it's it's unfinished business to me i can put it that way um this particular season that you know that that, that has not taken place um but i'm not saying that i would never go back there that's just something that i would 
very much have to consider. Hmm, very interesting. And, okay, I have, I don't know how much time we have, but I don't want to take up too much of your time because I'm assuming you probably have a busy day today. Um, do you, um, are you still going to release an a, a Amazon movie this year, documentary? Uh, yeah, absolutely. In fact, uh, right now, currently, I'm I'm continuing to investigate uh, the Broadway Street mansion that we oh. uh, investigated last year. Uh, the case has ter- took in quite a turn, um, has gotten a little out of hand, and we were called back to help the family again and try to get more answers and, and really tried to get rid of this thing for them. So I'm currently in the process of that, which will be a, a November release. Oh, okay. That's awesome. To That's a good teaser. And that was a very – that family is – wow. That was a very, very good show. So, I mean – not that it's supposed to be just a show, but you did a great job on that. <laughs> but I'm very sorry to oh, hear thank that you. Yeah. they're having more. I mean, I was kind of hoping that you helped, you know, to the point where that's kind of sad. So, Yeah, it, it definitely has gotten uh, pretty out of control. And, you know, and we're very close with the family. We're doing everything we, we can to help them. In fact, we even went there on Thanksgiving and, and had oh. our meal with them. You know, that's one thing with – you know, I, I always stay in touch with, with all the people that, you know, that we're working with on these cases. And, you know, it, it goes well beyond just uh, documenting and, and investigating. So uh, we will help them. We're, we will bring this to a result. Oh, my gosh. I love it. And that's what I was going to say, too. Like, you, the way your style kind of you, – you're so intimate in so many conversations with them throughout the documentary that you kind of you, – you feel like you know the people, too. And that's it. That's so awesome that you have that relation that, – that that's a real thing. You know, it, that's awesome. I love that. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, we were – you know, in the tactics – in, in, in the rapport and and all of this is very much the same in haunting in the heartland. We it, it's all about helping these people that are going through this. I mean that's our first priority, you know. And and um, at the end of the day, I think that's definitely gonna gonna come somebody who watches this series. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, so just to recap, it's the haunting in the heartland, and it's Friday, February twenty first at ten nine central. Absolutely. Okay. Well, I thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me like this, and I hope you have a great premiere of the show and um, a, a stay warm in all of your um, your snow up there. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me, and the door is always open anytime you'd like to talk. I would love to be your guest. I'm honored. Oh, that's even better. Thank you. Maybe after people listen to this, they'll have some more questions. <laughs> Well, for sure. I, I would love to. I would love to answer them. Oh, thank you, Steve. Well, congratulations, and I'll see you on a Friday. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Haunt Johns, a podcast for restless spirits. My name is Courtney Maroc, and it's been my pleasure to be your host and guide for this journey. I snagged the music, Phantom from Space, from Kevin McLeod at Incompetech. If you'd like to continue exploring beyond the podcast, jaunt with me online anytime at hauntjaunts.net. 
or if you liked what you heard, be sure to subscribe to Haunt Jaunts wherever you get your podcasts from. You can also jaunt with me socially on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. You'll find links to all of Haunt Jaunts' social media on the website, as well as a player on the podcast page with all of the episodes. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until our paths cross again, ciao for now.